Hello and welcome back to some real news for once with Carson Robinson. Yes, I did follow the schedule, but let's get right into it. So there's a lot of news going around. Well, first, let's talk about the vaccine. So, yesterday, the FDA Commission Board, where it was an independent panel of scientists, voted 17 to 4 to approve the vaccine for use for 16 plus. And uh, that happened. It would be completely widespread use immediately if the board had voted unanimously for the vaccine. But the other four really just said if you put it 18 up for the Pfizer vaccine, then yes, we will we will uh, approve it. Then today, the White House told the FDA chief, approve the vaccine today, or basically you better start looking for new jobs. So... The White House is threatening him, which is not a good idea. You can't rush science, just like you can't rush Donald Trump's hair growing back. It's going to take a while, but until then, you're just going to have to keep rocking that comb over. Oh, wait, you're not rocking it. So, yeah, basically, one, the White House is threatening an independent science organization. Not really science, it's more like Food and Drug Administration organization, but it's kind of science. So, yeah. The only thing Trump does not want to rush in science is for them to make a perfect, and I mean perfect way, to solve that comb over. I mean, really, whoever's his hairdresser must defy gravity to fix that hair. Oh my god. But whatever. I'll stop with the insults on Trump. Also, some other things have been going around. There is the New York Times' 2020 in photos, where they took photos during each month of the year, and then they kind of post it on their website, and you can look at it. So I recommend looking at it. Uh, I looked at it a little bit. It's really cool. I've only gotten to February. There's so many photos. I'm about to go into March, which is when things start getting bad, and then... April, and then so on and so forth. But it's really cool. You should check it out. Uh, there's also a lot else going on. On Friday evening, so basically soon, they're going to release their authorization. Also, uh, federal officials, they say they have 2.9 million doses that can be sent around the country within days of authorization. Fauci is planning to get uh, vaccinated publicly. Woohoo! To build confidence in the program. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, there's the other thing the allergies. So, people who've been getting Pfizer had allergies for a little bit. For example, two people got in Britain had allergic reactions. But there's no information on whether it affects pregnant women or all that kind of stuff. There's a little information, but not enough. So the real thing is we're looking at a vaccine that doesn't have information for some people. But you should, and I mean should, get the vaccine if you really want to. All we need is 75% of the population vaccinated so we can stop the spread. With, for other viruses and diseases, it's more like 80% or 90%. But 
for this one, 75% is good. But like I've said earlier, some countries, poor countries, won't have the ability to get the vaccine and fully vaccinate their people until 2023 because uh, all the countries like the U.S. and Britain and other countries like that just bought up all the doses. It reminds me. Let me say something. Um, Yesterday, they announced that there were more people dead on that day and a few days prior than on 9-11, which was one of the world's worst catastrophes. And it's just sad. So I'd like to take a moment of silence for the families and the people who died. Every single one of them. Even if they're a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, because some people have different political ideas. Just one moment of complete silence to think about them. No matter political identity or anything, just a moment of silence. And if you've lost a family member or a friend to COVID-19, a moment of silence for them as well. So... We're going to do a one-minute timer. Three, two, one. And that has been our 30 seconds of silence. But let's get on with it. If you want to continue the moment of silence, go back. You can just keep listening. Um, what else? Uh, three months ago, the cases in the U.S. were trending downward. The death reports were relatively flat. Now there are nearly six times as many cases each day and three times as many deaths. And experts warn the worst is yet to come. And... Uh, Case growth is everywhere. North Dakota and South Dakota are still in the red. Other places like it. Many mid-sized cities are reporting deaths at their highest rate of the pandemic. Highest rates of the pandemic. We've seen weekly death records in these counties that include Pueblo, Colorado, Chantigo, Tennessee, South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg's area, Springfield, Illinois, And Cumberland, uh, I think it's Maryland, I don't know, it's MD, so. California has become the first state to add more than 30,000 cases in a day, and its growth has been driven by a rapidly worsening outlook in Los Angeles, where more than 12,600 cases were announced on Thursday. It's a record, sadly. Let's keep going. Virginia is among 19 states that set a weekly case record on Thursday. More than uh, 26,000 cases were announced there over seven days, promoting Governor Ralph Northen's uh, new restrictions on gatherings. A team of more than 50 journalists has been tracking the spread of the virus, including outbreaks at colleges, prisons, and nursing homes, as part of the New York Times' coronavirus data project.
Now let's look at tracking the coronavirus. So, 225,572. And the 14-day change is up 28%. New deaths is um, 2,923, up 49%. The trends are pretty bad for there. And uh, where the cases are pretty bad, in Rhode Island... Kansas, Minnesota, Indiana, Nevada, Ohio, Alaska, Utah, Arizona, Idaho, South Dakota, and North Dakota. Now let's look at vaccines. There's a vaccine tracker I have. Let's go. How come it's not working? Yes. So, phase one. AstraZeneca joined forces with Russia's uh, Gamelia's Institute, Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences moves to phase three. San Ofi announces disappointing trial results in older adults. Vaccine from Australia's University of Queensland is abandoned. Leading vaccines are. Pfizer-BioNTech is an MRA vaccine, and it's in Phase 3. Approved in Canada, limited use in the UK, and UAE, Moderna, mRNA, is in Phase 3. CanSino is just an endenovirus, is in Phase 3, limited use in China. Camellia, also an endenovirus. Phase 3 and early use in China. Sorry, Russia, not China. Johnson Johnson, adenovirus, phase 3. Oxford, AstraZeneca, adenovirus as well, phase 3. Norovax, protein, it's in stage 3. Vector Institute, early use in Russia, and it's in phase 2. Sinopharm, Sinopharm, dash Beijing. Inactive, it's a, in, uh, inactivated, that's the type of vaccine, and it's phase three and approved in the UAE, and the Sinopharm-Wuhan, it's also an inactive, and it's also limited use in UAE, and it's in phase three. Then there's the Sinovac inactivated and it's in limited use in China and phase three. Now let me explain how these vaccines work. So this is how it works. What the scientists did is they looked at the coronavirus's genetics and the coronavirus has 29 proteins. This is how the mRNA vaccine works. And one of the most important is the spike protein, which allows it to basically infect you. And so what they did is they created a spike protein or the instructions to make a spike protein, basically the DNA of the spike spike protein. Sorry, I misspoke. And what they did is they put it in the vaccine. Then when they inject you, they used things like amino acids and other things in your body to create a spike protein and right as soon as the body sees that 
they destroy it. Or they try to destroy it. Before they do, these things called B cells, they create antibodies for it, but they remember that this was a outside vaccine. So they make these antibodies, and then T cells, which look for it ever coming back. So then the B cells have these antibodies, and the T cells are basically the scouts. And let's say you've just been infected again, the B cells will use the antibodies to destroy the coronavirus before it infects you. So it's a really interesting process. And that's how mRNA, which, let me explain something. They found the mRNA, which is messenger RNA. Which mRNA is a single-stranded RNA molecule that is com- complementary to one of the DNA strands of a gene. The mRNA is a RNA version of the gene that leaves the cell's nucleus and moves the cytoplasm where proteins are made. Whatever, what it's trying to say is basically it's encoded DNA that you can use to do a lot of different stuff, like treat cancer and other viruses. mRNA is a new type of vaccine idea. And I explained it to you already, but really um, mRNA is kind of like the encoded information about one strand of DNA or one part of the genome which is the human's DNA. So that's what it is. Now, after the break, we are going to have COVID-19 tips. And again, well, that will be the end of our episode. And uh, see you guys tomorrow for a little World War II episode on Some Real News for Once with Carson Robinson History Edition. And we'll be looking at it with also... Uh, other people from our team. So, we'll see you then. And this show won't be back until Monday. So, take a little two-day break, and we'll be back. Have a nice day. Bye. Hey, and welcome back. I kind of lied. I said we were just going to do COVID tips, but we're going to look some more at the news. Yay! News! But, um, indoor dining will shut down again in New York City. The Senate passed a military bill that also strips Congress names from bases, defying the president's veto threat. So what that means is they raised the prospect of a legislative shutdown in the president's final weeks in office that authorizes pay for the troops. So basically saying if the president shuts down, you guys are going to get paid anyway. So that's a good thing. Yay, in Senate. Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah, the Texas election suit, where they basically said 
hey, all in these swing states that Biden won, they were all incorrect. So it's basically a Supreme Court case. The Supreme Court may issue an order that, uh, regarding a lawsuit Texas filing against four other states bid to overturn the election. The Senate approved a one-week stopgap bill to fund the government as negotiations on a stimulus deal continue. And, yeah, that's interesting. Boring. Boring, boring, boring. Okay, look, there's this tracker. That shows uh, coronavirus restrictions. So, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Nevada, Utah, Nebraska, South Dakota, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Alaska, Arkansas, Montana, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, Idaho, Idaho. Sorry, not Idaho, Iowa, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Maryland, New Jersey, Delaware, New Hampshire. And there's these ones called, those are all mostly open. Then there's uh, these ones called mixed, which are Idaho, Colorado, or Arizona, Louisiana, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, New York, Vermont, Maine. What is that? C O C O N N and Rhode Island, which I don't know what C O O C O N N is. And then, so that's mixed. And then uh, mostly closed are Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, and Kentucky, which is a surprise. Sorry, not Kentucky. Yeah, it's Kentucky, actually. Never mind. So this one scientist questions Florida's virus data and then her home was raided. So she was fired after running uh, so she ran the state's coronavirus data dashboard police say a breach at her department of health was traced to her computer her name was Rebecca Jones so She was removed from her post at the Florida Department of Health. She was helped building the statistics dashboard showing how the virus was rapidly spreading in the state that had been hesitant to mandate broad restrictions. Two months in, Ms. Jones was sidelined and then fired for insubordination, a conflict that she said came to a head when she refused to manipulate data that showed rural counties were ready to reopen from coronavirus lockdowns. The specter of possible censorship by the administration of Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican allied with Trump, exploded in a frantic pandemic news cycle, and Miss Jones's defiance came to symbolize the growing questions over Florida's handling of the pandemic. The arrivable state agents are home in Tallahassee on Monday was to execute a search warrant in a criminal investigation marked a new dramatic chapter in Mrs. Jones' saga.
which at its core always return to the same basic questions. Can Floridas who are Flor- Floridians who are now in the midst of another alarming rise in coronavirus infections and deaths trust the state's data? Please do not knock. It's scaring the kids. It was a sign in the home of Mrs. Jones' home in Tallahassee, Florida. She said this is really unexpected. And you take down a governor and he's just coming for you. Six months ago, I was just a scientist trying to do my job. It became a national flashpoint in May. Because... Um, DeSantos touted Florida's early success in battling the virus, a victory lap that turned out to be premature. The infections and deaths later surged over the summer and are rising again. Miss DeSantos cast Miss Jones as this disgruntled ex-employee who's not an epidemiologist, whose claims about a lack of data transparency were unfounded. The tiff with the governor turned Miss Jones, 31-year-old, into a celebrity. By June, she had built her own dashboard to rival the states, funded in part by donations from hundreds of thousands of new followers on social media. She's urging the public health department employees to denounce to denounce what she says has been the manipulation to denounce what she says has been the manipulation and obsfunction of virus aid that made Florida look better off than it really is. She filed a whistleblower campaign um, complaint in July. The question still remains of why was she was fired. Uh, state officials say it was all fake, what she said. Uh, yeah. That's really it. Um, now, then there is the coronavirus tips right after this. Bye. Now on to COVID-19 tips. Our first tip is wear a mask snugly over your face, including your nose and mouth. The second tip is also wear gloves if you can. It's a great idea. It's easy, and it also just helps you out because literally, if you're going to go to the supermarket, you're going to touch stuff, and you'd like to have protection on your hands, so if you touch something, then you might touch your face. You shouldn't touch your face. That's another tip. Don't touch your face. Well, then you'll be able to have it on your gloves, and if you don't touch your face, you won't touch frequently touch surfaces, and so end up spreading COVID-19 to your entire household after you go out to the grocery store. And so next, my next tip is wash your hands or use hand sanitizer if you can't frequently. 20 seconds and please, and I mean please, do it when you get home from going out and or if you touch a surface that other people recently have touched, like a guest, not from your household. Another tip is wear other kinds of face coverings if you can't wear a mask. For example, things like gaiters are kind of under 
suspicion by the CDC. And face shields don't work without a mask, but other face coverings do also work as well. But really the main purpose is you have to stop the spread of COVID-19. And doing this, you must wear some kind of face covering that's protective. Cloth fabric masks, bandanas are under suspicion, gaiters, face shields over a mask, N95s. I can go on and on, but try to wear a mask or any face covering. You should probably buy them. A lot of companies have them. And I will post the link again for Joe Love and the Wash Your Hands link as well. Along with the link to the Pulitzer's vaccine report. And as well as some other things. Like the CDC Thanksgiving link. Now, also, one more tip. If you do go outside your house to like go to school, get tested, the... NYC DOE is recommending kids who are going into school get tested once a month. If not, they will get random testing and probably get tested once a month. And so, the real purpose is to make sure if you have COVID-19. The next few tips are if you test positive for COVID-19. If you test positive for COVID-19, then you should contact anyone you've been in contact with and have them get tested. And once they have tested, well, they should do the same thing on and on and on. And basically, personal contact tracing. And next, let's keep talking. Um, the next tip is stay isolated. Stay home. If you test positive, go home immediately and quarantine for 14 days. 14 days. And then get tested again. And once you're done with all that, and if you test negative, leave. I mean, not leave, but just leave your house and you can get back to work slowly but surely, like one or two days later. Next, there's also the chance that you might test positive again. Then keep quarantining. And then the next step is if someone you've been in contact with tests positive for COVID-19, get tested. Just do that. It's very important. And then the same tips, so on and so forth. If you travel outside the state, then you should definitely quarantine for 14 days. Any state, really. Any, really. All the states. Doesn't matter if they're on the list. Quarantine for 14 days. Except... In certain cases, I will link to the states you need to quarantine for 14 days if you go to the New York list, of course, where you can find your own list by searching up the same thing like, what states, if I've traveled to, do I have to quarantine for 14 days? And, of course, and then you write the city you're in or town. Just write your state and we'll give you information. So, that has been COVID-19 tips. And now... Well, there's one bit of news that we all know. Donald Trump is having another COVID-19 outbreak. And like Trevor Noah said in one of his latest episodes, which I definitely agree with, the coronavirus has stayed in longer in the White House than some of his cabinet members. I mean, that's just hilarious. 
I give you an A plus, Trevor Noah. The late night comedy guys are hilarious. I mean, they're really hilarious. I have to give up a hand for them. I can't clap. Give me one second. Also, to all the healthcare workers, you guys are amazing. You're doing the greatest work and risking your lives every day to help us. So, shout out to you guys. And also to all other essential workers, thank you so much. Also to teachers and everyone else. And thank you to the president-elect and his team for trying to make our country a better place. Away from Donald Trump. Have a nice night. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. This show is produced by me, Carson Robinson, and the whole team, including Dave Robinson, Charlotte Reardon, Margaret Robinson, and more. And, of course, check out our other podcasts, Some Real News for Once with Carson Robinson, History Edition. And, well, that's what's going on. We will be back on Monday with your weekly briefing. Have a nice day. Goodbye.